Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And uh, here in this community, uh, we have been seeing the ravages of certainly the fentanyl crisis. But now we want to get the word out about a newer drug that's infiltrating the streets. It's called Trank or Trank Dope. And it is fentanyl or heroin that's laced with a drug called xylazine. Drug dealers are cutting it into the fentanyl and heroin. Now, here in El Paso County, I spoke with the El Paso County coroner, Dr. Leon Kelly, and he says so far we have not had a death attributed to xylazine yet, but he is aware of the emergence. And so to talk more about this issue, we're welcoming to the KRDO Newsline Steve Carlton, Chief Clinical Officer for Gallus Medical Detox Centers. And Steve is also a licensed clinical social worker and a certified addiction specialist. So Steve, first of all, welcome to The Extra. Thanks, Shannon. It's good to be with you. So let's talk about this new drug, this version of fentanyl that's called Trank Dope or Trank. Tell us, tell us what we know about it. So what we know so far is that it, it's largely shown up on the East Coast. In Philadelphia, it's infiltrated 90% of the opiate or fentanyl supply there. And in New York, we're starting to see it show up in about a quarter. It, it's, having, it's on the same trajectory as fentanyl uh, was a few years ago. So we're starting to see this spread in a similar pattern across the U.S. What exactly is xylazine? I mean, is it, is it regulated at all? So it is not. So it is. It's actually a drug that they were going for approval, and because of how much it caused respiratory depression and to cause people to stop breathing, they did not approve it. It went on to still be used as a drug in veterinary clinics in Puerto Rico, but it is. It's not FDA approved, but it's also not. Um, it, it's not scheduled one yet. It's it's not been put on that list to make it to make it illegal in that way. So there's no bans on it right now that could maybe be effective at uh, maybe streaming down the the usage. Um, so so you kind of uh, touched on this a bit as to what the danger is. I mean, because we know fentanyl is, is an awful drug. Uh, why is this one, when you're talking about the combination of the two, uh, you know, the lacing of the uh, xylazine in with fentanyl, why is this so much worse? Yeah, that's a great question. So th- there basically what's happening fentanyl for people that don't know a lot it's an opiate right so it's it's similar to heroin or oxycontin which which we had the big crisis with and xylazine is in a class of medications called tranquilizers which are similar to sedatives it's actually neither um it's kind of this because they're it's synthetically made so it doesn't sort of fall neatly into a category but it it sedates the central nervous system and so what's happening is now in the fentanyl supply we're starting to see this xylazine filler in there and in combination of both you're you're hitting on lots of different brain receptors right so you're hitting on two different types of highs that a person can have and tranquilizer sedative i think for people at home 
they, they, you might be familiar with Valium or Xanax or Clonopin. So this is a very similar type of substance to those substances. So and, that, that's why it's so dangerous. And different from uh, fentanyl in a way is what you're mm-hmm. saying. And and the reason why dealers would cut this in uh, to their, you know, already lucrative supply of, you know, fentanyl or heroin is, is why? It's cheap. Um, it's a cheap filler and it produces an intense high. Uh, and, and in addition, with the, the problem with fentanyl and, and substances like xylazine is they're, they're so much easier to traffic. When you think about how much of a substance you're trying to get through across the border, wh- wh- however you're trafficking it, heroin, what would take a suitcase for fentanyl, you're talking about sort of a sunglass, a sunglasses case, right? And so it's so much easier to traffic. It's easier to produce and sort of mix in. People use that substance, they're going to get a high from it. And ultimately, that's what people are after. Mm. And I should mention that this first came to my attention because of reporting in the New York Times at the mm-hmm. start of the year, uh, where uh, they did a, a pretty long uh, investigative feature report on Trank Dope. And, and that was the first time I had ever heard about it. Apparently, this induces like almost a blackout stupor that mm-hmm. can that can lead to uh, users being raped or robbed without even knowing that it's happened. That's right. Yeah, so when when xylazine is in these substances, it causes people to basically pass out. And, and the problem with that is when they wake up, both of those substances, have they're already sort of leaving the body. And so people are having that withdrawal effect and, and they have significant cravings associated with it. So when they do come to, that craving's intense, which sends them running back to to a dealer to use more to make that go away. Mm. And and also we should mention another, I don't know if it, you'd call it a side effect, but something that's happening uh, to the patients is apparently uh, wounds, uh, bruising uh, that, that no. changes to sores. Tell us about that, because that's very different yeah, than what you see with, you know, heroin or fentanyl. Well, you do see this with IV users. You see abscesses, which are basically infections around the injection site. With xylazine, it it basically, you know, constricts arteries, and so you don't get blood flow. And with xylazine, it's not not just where people are injecting. These sores and wounds can show up all over the body in very strange patterns. It's not just localized to where people are injecting. And so that's really scary. And And they can get really really bad, really fast, cause severe infections. Obviously, the risk for overdoses is high, but if, if you start getting these infections, then you're, you're, you're really putting yourself at risk for other types of illnesses and, and, and losing limbs as a result of this. And this is a population that uh, by nature doesn't seem so inclined to go to the ER and seek treatment for something like this. Uh, in fact, they may even hide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and I, I think it's important to understand, in general, hospital systems aren't set up very well to do withdrawal management. Um, they, they don't like doing it. Um, there's lots of stigma around addiction. And so when these patients do come into the hospital, they're typically treated minimally and, and pushed out the door before they really 
get any significant help for the long-term problem of addiction. And so they, for that reason, you, you need you need better resources and better tools to, to help them. Well, I know, as we mentioned at the top of this uh, discussion, you are the chief clinical officer for Gallus Medical Detox Centers, and there is a location here in Colorado in the Denver metro area. And if you'd like to find out more, if you know, uh, if you yourself or you know someone who's dealing and struggling with addiction and you want to get some answers, uh, do give them a call. Their number 888 306 3122, or you can find them online, gallusdetox.com, and it's spelled G-A-L-L-U-S, detox.com. All right, Steve, we need to take a short break here. When we come back, the extra continues the conversation. We're talking about Trank Dope a new version of heroin or fentanyl, most mostly fentanyl, that is starting to emerge in the U.S. and is going to be, uh, it sounds like, spreading throughout the U.S. unless attention is paid. We'll talk more about that when the extra continues. We're back with the extra and our focus today on a new blending of drugs that's being done uh, by drugs dope dealers. Uh, It started as we were hearing from Steve Carlton on the East Coast. And and in fact, uh, it started, it sounds like the epicenter may be Philadelphia, where reporters indicate that more than 90% of Philadelphia's lab tested dope samples were positive for xylazine, this new drug that's been uh, kind of nicknamed Trank dope. And that's according to the most recent data. And in fact, in December, the Office of National Drug Control Policy said it was tracking the spread closely. Uh, Are there ways, Steve Carlton, to stop the spread of this trank dope, uh, to stop it from spreading to even more cities outside of the 36 states it's been seen in so far? You know, the real challenge here is we've got to figure out a way to test for it in a more efficient way. Right now, because of the drug markets and how rapidly they change, uh, lots of labs don't test routinely for xylazine. A lot of coroner's offices don't test for xylazine routinely. Um, A lot of these synthetic sedatives, when they pop up, they typically have a kind of a brief shelf life. And so by the time someone creates a test and starts testing for it, the streets have moved on to something different. With xylazine, we're seeing something more static and stable. And so for that reason, in order to curb the spread of this and and be more aware of it, we've got to sort of develop better tests and detection for this. Do the users know they're getting this drug if they're using street drugs? So some do, some don't, right? So for some, they they enjoy this high and, and sort of that sedation along with the opiate high um, is pleasurable. For others, no, it, it's, it's a, it can be a really negative experience. You pass out, some people sort of think they've gone into an overdose and really it's just that powerful sedative has caused them to pass out. Um, and so it's, it's really a mixed bag. I think in Philadelphia, people definitely know that this is what they're using. In, in other places as this spreads, no, they, they, they likely have no clue that this is, this is what is in this supply. Is it more deadly than just using, I guess, you know, whatever someone is used to? It is more deadly, and here's why. So Narcan 
is is the drug medication that can reverse the effects of a fentanyl mm-hmm. overdose. Mm-hmm. You give people uh, a, a nasal spray of that, and, th- and they come to, and it reverses those effects. If people have ingested xylazine and you give them Narcan, that will not reverse the effects. That sedation, that that respiratory depression will continue and people can stop breathing. And so for that reason, it is it is much more dangerous. So, so Narcan can work on it, but of course, that would mean that someone would have to encounter that person who's in the throes of, uh, of an overdose with who's supplied with Narcan. But you're saying that if, if the overdose is one that's laced with xylazine, then it doesn't even matter. Correct. Yeah, Narcan only works on opiates. And so for sedatives and tranquilizers, there are medications out there that can have that same reversal effect, but Narcan will not, will not be effective with xylazine. Mm. Uh, is is xylazine as it's cut into say fentanyl is it more addictive mm-hmm. uh, in this combination than fentanyl just alone and if so why or why not well when we look at addiction and especially with on drugs like fentanyl and xylazine it, it's important to understand that those two substances they they produce two very different highs they 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 have very different effects on the brain. And so we're going from sort of one, one sort of addiction and one type of high to now two, right? And so now you're fighting, fighting that addiction battle on two fronts instead of one. So that, that makes it more difficult. The treatment and the, the withdrawal management is uh, we have to do something different there. All right, and we're talking about uh, strictly uh, costs can be be what makes this uh, the driver between why it becomes uh, so overwhelmingly prevalent in a community like Philadelphia. You know, where uh, I understand that if you were just uh, buying a bag of heroin, it would set you back about $10, but Trank Dope lowers that cost because it's cut in with this lower, cheaper, uh, lower cost, cheaper xylazine by about half. So five dollars for the same bag of dope. Correct. Yeah. So it's the drugs, and because these these synthetic drugs like fentanyl and xylazine are easier to traffic, easier to produce. It, it's making it cheaper to get access to these on the streets, and, mm-hmm. and so that that obviously drives up use patterns. Um, you know, what's interesting in the U.S. right now, though, is that when you look at teens and drug experimentation, drug experimentation is actually not going up. That rate stays pretty stable. People that, people that try drugs for the first time, that, that number has kind of stayed the same over a long period of time. But you look at now, the rates of overdose and death are exponentially climbing. And so I think what people really need to understand is you experimenting with substances. And, and if you do go down that path, the rate of addiction and the risk of overdose and death is, is so much worse than it's ever been before. Mm. And, and that can be uh, devastating, not just for the user, but for, you know, the people who care about that user, the people that uh, care for through our social services net, uh, safety net here in Colorado Springs and elsewhere around the country. I mean, that can be just so 
heartbreaking. Uh, we want to mention yeah. Steve Carlton is the chief clinical officer of Gallus Medical Detox Centers, uh, who, a center that is really geared toward uh, helping those uh, get out of addiction through the treating of the detox itself, uh, it, a very uh, difficult medical condition that uh, for anyone who's uh, either themselves gone through uh, withdrawal or know someone who has uh, can be one of the toughest parts of recovery. Um, again, if you'd like to find out more information, uh, 888-306-3122 is the number to call. Uh, Steve Carlton, stick around. We'd like to continue the conversation on what has been an eye-opening uh, discussion, I think, for a lot of our listeners on Trank Dope, that when the extra continues. Welcome back to The Extra, the show connecting you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Our guest today, Steve Carlton, Chief Clinical Officer with Gallus Medical Detox Centers, uh, which has a location in Colorado in the Denver metro area. And and we should mention, uh, as we did at the top of this hour, that uh, we I have spoken with, uh, or exchanged emails with, I should say, uh, Dr. Leon Kelly, the El Paso County coroner, who's aware of... Uh, the emergence of trank dope, what we're discussing today, xylazine that's cut with fentanyl or heroin, making uh, a, a different sort of drug that on its own uh, presents a lot of problems uh, when it's uh, laced with these uh, common street drugs. He is not aware of any cases that have come into uh, the coroner's office in terms of ODs uh, or other deaths uh, related to xylazine, uh, but uh, certainly in other cities across the U.S. they have seen a rise in this and that is why uh, we're focusing on it today here on the Extra. Uh, So uh, Steve let me ask you this Uh, when it comes to treatment centers like yours uh, Mm -hmm. how do they how do your clinicians pick up on this type of drug? Well so right now it's been interesting we've we've had some cases in some of our other clinics and it doesn't follow the same profile or course of treatment that, uh, as, as our typical fentanyl patients. And so what we notice is a few days into treatment, they start to have uh, these symptoms of sedative withdrawals, um, which, which typically involve um, lots of anxiety and, and shakiness that, that's not as typical with, with fentanyl and other opiates. And so we typically find out just through the course of treatment that they're not responding in the same way other patients have. And so then we start to adjust um, and, and and have to treat them for the sedative withdrawals as well. And so that adjustment, I mean, mm-hmm. does that also include what's happening with uh, the parts of their body where there are injection sites? Because we we were talking earlier, um, this uh, particular combination of xylazine and, say, fentanyl, it causes a different sort of injection site wound. And so uh, it's important to note, um, in, in Philadelphia and New York, there are really high rates of IV use. What people need to understand is these these types of substances, fentanyl and this trank dope, it can also show up in pill form where you just ingest and a lot of these pills are trafficked on social media and and they're 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 marketed and sold as as pharmaceutical medications people are telling the buyer 
this is an Oxycontin or this is a Xanax pill. And what's happening is they're fraudulently uh, produced, right? So they're, they're fake pills. And so that's, that's also really important. It's not just IV users. It's, it's also people, people looking for Oxy and Xanax online. And, and I think just to mention and, uh, that we have had a couple of uh, teenager deaths in uh, mm-hmm. the Colorado Springs area. And I, I want to say that uh, it's believed that the teens were ingesting fentanyl, didn't even know that they were ingesting fentanyl. They thought it was something else. And so then you bring in, like you're saying, uh, the possibility that it's then this combination that's been dubbed trank dope, and and that's just another wrinkle uh, that uh, you know could uh, lead to uh, not just worse addiction issues, but also uh, death or hospitalization. Uh, yeah. What do, so do withdrawals? Because we were talking about the difficulties of withdrawals, uh, which some I just got done reading the uh, Matthew Perry autobiography mm-hmm. that he wrote, and uh, what he described as the withdrawal was worse than anything else that he described, and he went through unfortunately several instances of of withdrawal as he went through many bouts of trying to uh, kick his addictions, uh, but. It sounds like the withdrawals uh, from many drugs can be worse than anything they experience. What about the withdrawals from when we're talking about these types of uh, pill combinations or, or drug combinations? Do these, uh, how do they work? What are you seeing? And do they stop people from uh, getting help? Absolutely, they stop people from getting help. The fear of withdrawals and that discomfort that leads to people to continue using and, and, and not having access to care and access to places like Gallus to come and get help. And with Matthew Perry, there is a parallel here. So what, in Matthew Perry's story, he talked about sort of that, that alternating between opiate withdrawals and alcohol withdrawals. And with this trank dope, you have both of those, but simultaneously, right? Mm. The opiate withdrawals are really like a bad flu, is is the easiest way to describe it. Whereas alcohol withdrawals are more characteristic of that that delirium tremens, the, the shakiness, the anxiety, the nausea, the headaches, um, and so they're really, um, yeah, the, the, those are good parallels for understanding what it's like to to try and come off of this trank dope. And, and for instance, I know that there are uh, substances that you can put people on who are withdrawing from heroin uh, to kind of ease mm-hmm. those symptoms. I, I don't know if the same is true for fentanyl, but is there anything that kind of works uh, with this combination of xylazine and these other substances? Yeah, absolutely. There, there is. You, with, with opiates, we know the common course of treatment is, is some type of subutex or suboxone taper. And with xylazine and sedatives, they, they, which are very similar to how alcohol work in the brain, you're, it's, it's, you use other sedatives and benzodiazepines to try and bring people down slowly from that. And so it's really, in withdrawal management, you're weaning people off of these substances using similar medications, but in a much more structured a medical environment by professionals coming down slowly on, on protocols that are, that are measured. And, and you're constantly looking at symptoms and saying, how is this person doing? Um, do, do they need more or less intervention? Um, and what 
the real difference between coming to a place like Gallus or going to a treatment provider and getting detox is in hospitals and, and most other detoxes, they wait until people are sick before they give them medications to manage that withdrawal. And what that does is it really destroys trust in treatment providers, right? If, if, if somebody is coming to you for help, right, and, and you don't provide them adequate support and you don't treat them humanely, they typically leave early. And at Gallus, what we try to do is, is be proactive. And what we've known from 12 years of doing this is that if you can jump on those withdrawal symptoms early and medicate people in a proactive way before they're really ill, you manage symptoms much better, their length of stays are shorter, they're more comfortable, and then ultimately they're more willing to go on and get more help after they leave, mm. uh, which, is, which is the most critical piece for the long-term recovery. Right, right. All right, well, we need to take another short commercial break here. Steve Carlton is our guest today. He's an expert in uh, medical detox, uh, chief clinical officer, I should mention, also for Gallus Medical Detox Centers, and also a licensed clinical social worker and certified addiction specialist. He is our guest today. We are talking about the emergence of uh, something called tranquilizer dope, that is a xylazine which is cut into a regular street drugs like fentanyl or heroin that is providing users with uh, another burden to bear. We'll talk about that and continue the conversation and maybe uh, some messages for families uh, as to what, Steve, uh, they can uh, gain and glean from our discussion today. That when the extra continues. Welcome back. We are talking to Steve Carlton, who's sharing his expertise in medical detoxing uh, with us here as we're focusing on the issue of trank dope. It's been a subject that has uh, been the getting a lot more exposure in the media, especially on the East Coast, we should mention, where uh, reports are saying that uh, trank dope is already saturated some 90 percent of Philadelphia's supply and making inroads in other cities, New York City, uh, roughly 30%, I believe, of the recently tested uh, dope samples that they had. And these are street dope samples that they're able to obtain contained uh, traces of xylazine. And xylazine, as we've learned from Steve Carlton, is not currently a Schedule one. Uh, substance is that correct? Yes, that's correct. It's um, yeah, it, it's not currently scheduled. Um, Does that a it, lot of these synthetics are fads, uh-huh. so they they typically trail off um, before before rising to that level. But I think with what we're seeing, um, legislators are going to need to look at that. Does that it, it, does that seem to be something that uh, would help if the FDA uh, did that, or is that something that could lead to worse worse uh, you know outcomes? No, I think I think that needs to happen. The problem that we're faced with right now is with with synthetic substances like this. They're made in clandestine labs, and they can change sort of one tiny aspect of the recipe for that drug, and it can look entirely different but have a very similar effect. And so it's, 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 it's trying to keep up with this stuff is very challenging. 
Mm. And and I should mention in the report, the story that I read uh, in the New York Times, that it, it said doctors are so perplexed by how xylazine causes wounds so extreme that they uh, at times can resemble chemical burns, can sometimes lead to amputations, can lead to wounds that are very deep, very open, and need uh, constant debriding. And I think I said that right, debriding. I've never had to say that yeah. on air before. Uh, so, so you're not only dealing with the addiction itself you're also dealing with these other medical outcomes uh so in light of that what would you say uh if someone you know and i'm speaking of our listeners Mm -hmm. if someone we all know is using how can you help them so it's really important If, if you're concerned about someone that you know or love that's having a problem with substances Get organized. Have, have an intervention of sorts. Use your use your opportunity to uh, to to talk to them about it wisely, because you might not get many. And so it's really important that loved ones get organized. Have a focused conversation with somebody. I don't wait until it's a moment of crisis when everybody's sort of at a ten out of ten in terms of escalation, because conversations when you're there are typically not very effective. So. Uh, having a caring, helpful, what, what what can I do for you type of conversation with these folks always goes better. And so what is, in terms of the message to families that you can give out there, who, who maybe their loved one uh, is is not ready to accept that message, uh, that, you know, that, you know, that, that discussion, what would you say to families out there? It's really hard. There's, you know, and, and it's, it's sort of a push-pull of how, 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 how much boundaries do I need to put in place here? When is enough enough? When do I need to sort of lean in and try to help them versus pull back and say, I, I need to set a boundary, I need to set a limit, I need to step away from you for a second? It's, it's very challenging. But getting, getting help with that is important. Finding a th- good therapist that can help you talk through that I think for families, what they need to know is only you know when enough is enough. Only you know when uh, this isn't working and I have to try something different. And I think that is the message for people that we get caught in these patterns in families with loved ones where we try doing the same thing over and over with expecting a different result. And so trying to switch things up, trying to sort of change the way you're interacting with that person, even if that's sort of really challenging and difficult, that's important. Right. Try different things. Mm. And if you are listening and right now know someone who is struggling with addiction, or maybe you yourself are struggling with addiction, uh, there is a place you can check out for m- more assistance, more insight. Uh, there are several places, but let's mention uh, the one that Steve Carlton is chief clinical officer for. That's Gallus Decock detox.com gallus detox centers and you can find it by going to g-a-l-l-u-s detox.com on the web or give them a call 888-306-3122 well uh steve i just want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us 
uh, on a subject that uh, it sounds like uh, we need to be prepared for. And hopefully it will never reach Colorado in the same extreme uh, way it has uh, just infiltrated uh, the community in, say, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, or up and down the East Coast. But uh, knowing more knowledge uh, provides uh, some assistance with making sure that people are armed with uh, some way to uh, combat it and uh, help those who are struggling with it. Steve Carlton, our guest for today here on The Extra, thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, I really appreciate you having me on. It's a powerful subject. You've been listening to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. Join us again tomorrow for another hour of conversation here on KRDO News Radio, 9 to 10 a.m. Up ahead, Tom Martino's Troubleshooter. That's coming up. Keep on listening to KRDO's News Radio.